adventure seekers! Welcome to another exciting episode on Backpack Diaries! I'm Ifra, your 15-year-old host who's always on the move, exploring new places and vlogging every step of the way. Today, we have the pleasure of exploring the vibrant world of travel and responsible exploration with Emma, a passionate advocate for sustainable travel and community building on Instagram. From backpacking through Africa to fostering a supportive community for aspiring creators, Emma's experiences are as enriching as they are inspiring. So whether you're strapped into your car seat or cozied up with your headphones, get ready for an unforgettable journey. Emma, it's awesome to have you. Welcome aboard. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. So for those shooting in who might not know you yet, would you mind sharing a bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem at all. So I'm Emma, I'm, I'm actually a travel agent, um, I'm 32, and in 2022 my husband Murray and I quit our jobs to go backpacking through Africa, which was like a complete lifelong dream of ours, um, and yeah, throughout the hot, like for ages we've wanted to do it, and then when the pandemic came along, it was really difficult, we couldn't kind of get it together, it was all, obviously everybody was completely grounded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then in 2022, we finally managed to make that happen. We went from Cape Town up to Cairo. Which is that Mostly amazing. overland. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Mostly overland with a couple of little stops. And that was why we started our account and our blog. Um, and nowadays, we've kind of shifted that to still, we'd still talk about Africa a lot, but mostly talking about responsible travel, um, ethical experiences and like you said we also have a really awesome community on there that we like love engaging with as well. Yeah your community is amazing and taking on Africa from Cape Town to Cairo is also so cool. So can you share one of the most memorable moments from your backpacking journey that still stands out in your minds? Yeah of course. So the one that I always kind of jump straight to which I think must be like the best moment of the trip because of how I always go to it was we so we did a lot of camping in the first month of the trip um mm. and we actually did a full month camping overland which was wow. wild <laughs> it was very intense um, and then on one of the campsites that we stopped at which was in zimbabwe um the the guy who ran the campsite kind of said oh you, sh you should go outside because there might be some elephants and we were like what does that even mean and we we like literally left to the campsite like we we're still within the camp complex but went just outside oh. and there was a herd of elephants like maybe maybe 20 elephants like babies Whoa. bull elephants well, it was really cool um yeah. and they were all like licking the ground and like they were about maybe two meters away from us um Whoa. it was it was just so so crazy and we were like on a platform and watching them and i think we must have watched them for like an hour an hour and a half it was awesome that is such a surreal experience yeah, really mind-blowing. It's one of those things where you're like, I can't believe that I'm actually here. <laughs> yeah. And your travel style seems to involve a deep connection with locals and their customs. So can you share a memorable experience of connecting with locals during your travels? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I, that kind of all started because, well, I've always just had like an interest in people. Um, and yeah. when Murray and I travel, we're kind of interested in meeting everybody and anybody. So locals, backpackers, but I do especially love listening to like local stories and getting their perspective on a destination because I just think it's so interesting. It's like more interesting than, you know, they know it the best. Yeah. Um, and when I was 18, I used to live in Tanzania. Um, and so the question that you asked, like the moment that kind of springs to mind for me involves actually some friends that we met or that I met when I lived in Tanzania. Um, and that's a friend of mine whose name is Stephen. 
Yeah. Um, and he's a Maasai in Tanzania. So he lives he lives in Arusha, which is the main town, but he is actually, he's a Maasai, um, which is like a, a tribe in Tanzania. And he, like, we're really good friends. We've known each other for ages, like I said, since I was 18. And he's met Murray a few times and they get on really well. And then the most recent time that we went over there, which was when we were traveling, he yeah. found out that Murray doesn't have a relationship with his dad. And actually, it was really, really sweet because in Maasai culture, it's quite a big deal to lose a parent, especially your father if you're mm. a boy. Um, and Stephen actually offered to adopt Murray. Um, <laughs> and we, it's like official. We've like signed things and he's officially a member of his family now. So That's that so is cool. really, really cool. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's very unique, I think. Um, and of course, he's a friend. But it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where you tell people, like, my husband was adopted by a Maasai, and they're like, uh, yep, you're going to have to tell me that one again. <laughs> that is such a cool story. And you're also living zero waste at home, which is already impressive. But I'm curious, how did you manage that commitment during your backpacking journey? It was really difficult. Um, I mean, maybe to explain a bit about what zero waste actually means. Um, so for those who are not aware, it's sending nothing to landfill. So yeah. when we are at home, we try and either recycle or compost everything. And it's kind of easy when you've got a compost bin and a recycling bin. But when you're obviously on the move all the time, it's it can get very tricky, as you can imagine, trying to make sure that nothing has any packaging um, and that you've always got like the right supplies. So mm. we took a lot of reusables with us. So we had like reusable water bottles, reusable coffee cups. And then we also bought into brands before we went, like we did a lot of research on which kind of brands we should take with us. So for example, for our hair care, we used Ethique, which is a really good brand um, that is completely zero waste, super natural. They're based in New Zealand. Mm. And yeah, just various things like that, like it involved a lot of research, a lot of trial yeah. and error, and then a lot of kind of stopping at local markets, making sure nothing had plastic. And obviously we did make some mistakes, but we did the best we could with what we were given. Absolutely. And for our listeners who might not be familiar with the term, could you break down what responsible travel means and delve into your specialization in that area? So responsible travel is also known as conscious travel or sustainable travel. Um, it varies really, but they're all kind of the same thing. Um, and the way it's generally broken down by people who define it is um, three branches. So there's economic, which yeah. is specifically like giving back to local economies, making sure that you're not kind of divesting from them by buying only from large corporate chains like big hotel brands and so on. Then social, which is specifically to do with local people, making sure that when you're traveling, like they're always at the center of the conversation, making sure that they are kind of deciding what's happening with the destination, if they're happy with the tourism, if it could be done in a different way. And just, yeah, really like putting them at the center of the conversation. And the third and final one, which is actually the one that everybody thinks it is, is environmental tourism. So that's specifically yeah. like eco-tourism with ethical wildlife encounters, um, making sure that ecosystems are like kept safe and sound like coral reefs and just keeping it as sustainable as possible for the future. And we try and incorporate all three of those things when we're traveling. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting actually. It makes traveling a bit more fun to do it that way. Yeah. It's so interesting. And Emma, you also eat vegan on the road. So I'm really curious, what are some of your favorite vegan discoveries during your travels? Yeah. I mean, so many, I mean, Africa is like, actually quite a vegan friendly continent people are always saying that it's really difficult to eat vegan in africa because there's so much meat 
And I do get that. I did have some challenges, but I found some really good dishes. So like wali maharagi is, it's just rice and beans in Tanzania, yeah. but it's really delicious. Like the way they make it is super good. Mm. And then there's njigere, which is like a split pea kind of lentil curry. And that's really mm. nice. Mm. And then I also just survived on chapatis for like the whole time I was there. Oh, chapatis are the best. Yeah, they're really, really good. They're so versatile. Yeah. And how do you approach trying new foods and embracing local cuisines while adhering to a vegan lifestyle? Yeah, it can be tricky. Um, I mean, I, I also think that like trying local food is such an important part of the experience for me. Like, um, I just, I love, I love eating new foods. I love eating local foods in particular. And of course it does buy into that responsible travel kind of ethos of making sure that you're investing back into local economies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the like, um, restaurants that we would go to would be local and so on. And that comes with challenges. So what I tend to do is like a deep dive into the food before we go. So I'll like research, you know, what's vegan naturally, like what vegan foods do they have? If not, like what could possibly be made vegan or adapted um and then like finally i'll just kind of have a think about the ingredients and like what you could buy and like could they make it like how they understand and i have a few like um gadgets that i take with me so i always use happy cow which is an app where you can find vegan places and i have these vegan playing cards that have i am a vegan written on in 52 different languages wow they're super helpful yeah so cool and you also mentioned that Papua New Guinea and Pakistan are on your bucket list, which is so exciting, especially since I'm from Pakistan. So what draws you to these destinations? And do you have any specific plans to explore them in the future? So I'm really excited to hear that you're from Pakistan. I definitely mm-hmm. think that we need to chat more about this in the future because it's definitely. really high on my bucket list. <laughs> and that would be awesome to find out more. Um, I mean, for me, for those two countries, it's the scenery just looks out of this world. Like it looks so beautiful, so different from anything I've seen. Like I've heard that the hiking in Pakistan is like next level, really beautiful mountains. And then the the food there as well looks really cool. Um, And Papua New Guinea, I mean, I just haven't heard that much about it. So that's fascinating to me, naturally. yeah, I'd, I'd just love to explore. I haven't, I don't know anybody who's been, so I would definitely like like to see what they've got. And I've heard they've got great hiking as well. Yeah, they're both amazing places. You should definitely visit Pakistan. And I would love to visit Papua New Guinea as well because it's underrated. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so cool. And you also mentioned that you're a travel agent, which is so cool. So with your industry experience, how do you use your social media platforms to provide insights and tips for aspiring travel content creators like myself? So I think it's really, it's really um, like the industry doesn't necessarily intersect. But for me, the main thing that I love doing for other content creators is, like we said earlier, kind of creating that sense of community, because I think that that is the most important thing you can have, like, when you start out in content creation, it can feel like so demotivating. Sometimes you just want to give up. You're like, I don't, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. And I feel that you really need that community around you. So the one thing that I always try and do is like foster a sense of community on my page. And I think you know about some of these, but I have like certain initiatives that I use throughout the, throughout the month. So like with Kiana from Wonderfully You, we always, um, like once a month, we run a, a creator coffee morning, yeah. which is like a chat. 
Yeah, you might have heard of it. It's like a chat where um, like fellow creators come together just to kind of chat about what they're going through. Like, obviously, it's quite, mm-hmm. it's a sort of space where not everybody understands. So it's great to be able to chat with like-minded people um, and just like socialize a bit and just meet people who you speak to every day on the internet, but you actually meet them in, in real life, like on Teams. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then the second thing um, with Angie from Where Is Angie, um, I do like connection reels to set up other creators with kind of people who are in their niches. It was Angie's, it's something that Angie's been doing for a very long time. Um, and it just worked really, really well with our community when we did it. And I think I was saying, I think that's actually where you and I met on the um, connection reel last time. Yeah, I actually love that she does that because it's a great way to help people to communicate with others from their niche. Yeah, it's a it's awesome. I really love that she does that too. And I'm so happy that, you know, we can do it together this time as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So how do you envision the future of your travel adventures, both personally and as an influencer in the responsible travel space? I would really love more brands to take on board the idea that responsible travel is really important because I I see, I definitely see from our account that there is an interest and that people are very much like looking to put this into their own travel and you know the market is there and I just don't necessarily always see brands like on the same page and understanding that they need to also implement this in their product for people to want to buy it so I would love to see that. Um, in terms of my own travel, yeah, Marie and I are not looking to stop anytime soon. Um, we're going to yeah. Australia this year. Oh, that's so, exciting. Um, yeah, that will be really fun. I've never been. I can't believe it. Everybody I know has been, but <laughs> I haven't yet. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that. I wish that more brands would get involved. involved. Yeah, that would be really nice if they did. Mm-hmm. And with your extensive experience in the travel industry, can you share some insights into the current trends and changes you've observed, especially for smaller creators seeking press trips? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think, I mean, with the travel industry, it does fluctuate, like, obviously a lot year on year, and it just yeah. depends which destination is, like, the on the hot spot. Um, so the main tip I would give for those wanting to get involved with press trips is attend a travel conference. Like there are so many kind of year round and there's a good few of them at the moment that are actually free as well. Um, like WTM, which is on in London, that's a really good one to go to. And you'll always see the top like brands, tourism boards, destinations that have a budget for social media that year they will be like heavily investing into content creation. So they'll be really excited to chat to new content creators. They'll be kind of prioritizing you over like travel agents, anybody like that. So they're great places to network, to speak to people, to find out what the current trends are. Like you might have noticed a few years ago that Georgia was like the hot destination on everybody's lips or everybody was talking about it. It was like, yeah, I was like, have you heard of Georgia? And then now there's so many content creators who, or just people who are going to Georgia and posting about it. And it's like, it's really come on the market. So it's such a good way to find those kind of places. Absolutely. And as an advocate for sustainable travel, what message or advice would you give to listeners who aspire to incorporate responsible travel practices into their journeys? I always think the best way is to start small. It's one of those things that can come off really overwhelming if you think about it too much. And it's like you almost need to change like every aspect of what you're doing. But if you can just hone in on one thing and focus on that and think 
about how you can change that and make that more sustainable or more responsible, then that's a great place to start. Like, for example, you, you could start as small as like looking at your mosquito repellent and thinking, is this sustainable? Is this actually good for the ecosystems? And like change that out to something that is or your sun cream or yeah, yeah like anything, take something small and start there. Yeah, always starting small. And Emma, let's end on a fun question. If you could have any animal as your ultimate travel sidekick, who would it be and why? <laughs> I love this question. Um, so my favorite animal is an elephant. So I kind of feel like I have to say an elephant out of loyalty to them. <laughs> but they are very large and I feel like they would kind of get in the way as you're going from A to B. Yeah. Um, so my second choice is an otter because I think they're really fun and playful. But my, I think the only drawback would be that you'd always have to find somewhere where they could go and swim. Yeah. So I don't know if I could do that, but they'd be my choices. Those are really unique choices. I love that. And that brings us to the end of this episode, everyone. Emma, a heartfelt thank you for being an incredible guest on the Backpack Diaries and for sharing your incredible travel tales, insights, and awesome experiences. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And to everyone tuning in, make sure to check out Emma's page, That Travel, on Instagram for more inspiring travel stories and amazing adventures. Don't forget to also check out the Backpack Diaries on Instagram for lots of travel content and all the latest with the podcast. And hey, if you had a good time with us today on the Backpack Diaries, I'd love to hear from you. A review would be awesome. Until our next adventure, keep those backpacks packed and those diaries updated. Safe travels and goodbye!